So, welcome to episode two of Salad Talks with me, Zone A Music, and Jay Favors. What's going on? Today we've got a guest who is uh, a dear friend of mine. <laughs> nice pun. Yeah, yeah. He's called Hurt Deer, aka Max Peak, from Belgium. Hello. Uh, thanks for having me. No worries. It's our pleasure. Yeah. So, what are we going to kick off with today, guys? So uh, let's start off with uh, let's introduce yourself. Like, what what what, what do you do with uh, your music? What where do you come from? Um, well, like uh, Alex pointed out, I do come from Belgium. Yes. Um, what I do with my music, uh, I sit down, I make it. <laughs> <laughs> I put a lot of melody and bass in and some rhythm and uh, hopefully it's enjoyable as a product for people to listen to. Yeah, it definitely is. Hmm, that's good to know. Interesting. How, how long have you been making tunes for? Ah, Jesus, I mean, like, as far as I can remember, I always wanted to be in a band and uh, I was convinced to pick up the bass from my cousin when I was uh, about 13 or so. And then very quickly found out that I was an obstinate person who wanted music to go a certain way and mm. couldn't find people who would just bend to my whim. <laughs> so um, I then eventually found out about uh, Logic Pro through my dad and Fruity Loops and things just from being too online, basically. And uh, about the age of 15, I started making music electronically, basically like rock tunes and shit. Yeah, yeah, um, we said the same last week. <laughs> <which> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy way in. And then I was like posting online to find more tips on how to use Fruity Loops. And people were just like, have you tried listening to electronic music? And I was like, uh... No, actually, um, what have you got for me? And so I was like showing Aphex Twin and Square Pusher and stuff. And uh, that's good introductory. Yeah, that is very yeah. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was also a quick way that I started alienating myself from my like friends who had the same music <laughs> taste as me. We'd all be into like Tool and shit. And then I was like, "Have you heard Aphex Twin?" And they'd be like, "Oh, what, what's this?" <laughs> it, I I went and see Aphex Twin in London in like 2012. Oh really? And it was surreal experience like it was in like a gallery in london oh, oh amazing. Right. That's yeah and it was just one. like everyone was just standing there and it was like showcasing it like he was just showcasing how his music was very different to everyone else yeah <laughs> well, i've um, seen you see those videos of him like making um like orchestras like players tunes and that but it's like a like he, there's one video and i can't remember what he does in it, so this is kind of a useless thing. To <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good story, but though. He has like, he has like a, he has like a fucking a piano, and it's like suspended, and it's like. Oh yeah, that was for his last EP. I saw that. Um, the tune itself is really cool, but like too short and stops before it develops. By my taste, I get, I love it, but I get really mad <laughs> listening to it, just being like, oh, just, just a minute more, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's definitely an interesting influence. But I, the, the weird thing about that. Is I know a bunch of people from my school who were kind of the same. They because they were in a band called that. Uh, they called themselves Ghost Hardware after that burial tune, but they were they were like well into their like Apex Twin and stuff like that. But they were also like kind of like metal. One of them so Soma now, you know I used Soma. To love metal man, like they started like a like a math metal band. <laughs> that was like uh, in... math metal. Can't, <laughs> I, big up all the sub genres. Yeah, <laughs> it was, they were sick though. We played a few gigs. I like my band did classic rock at the time, and they did math metal. You're an old whaler, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you like playing like, those like licks AC, to uh, get DC those panties off on the stage. Oh, literally, man. <laughs> yeah, we had groupies. <laughs> yeah, I've played classic, classic rock was always the one that eluded me. I've come to like it a bit more as I've gotten older and less pretentious about myself. But yeah. uh, when I was a kid, like uh, music at one point just suddenly became like, it has to be complicated and like in weird time signatures. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. the more notes there are per second, the smarter it is. Come on. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that. <laughs> 
and then like eventually i grew up and started listening to like drum and bass and garage and bassline and techno and all this like technically much simpler music that yeah, i realized was as beautiful and as fun to listen to as anything complicated yeah for just real. calm down a bit yeah well, it's like i started listening to robbie williams again recently oh yeah yeah because i what uh, tunes? Uh, just like all of his old stuff, basically until he started You've trying to rap. You've been crying in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You've been crying. In- <laughs> um, I've been crying while I'm awake. Um, you know, like no, nah, but like I used to listen to him when I was like six. You know, when you're like just young, so you listen to whatever your mum puts on. Mm. And then so I just kind of like grew up, got a bit, you know, grew my fringe down, and uh, I wanted to be an emo. And then I like was like, nah, Robbie Williams isn't for me. And then like the last couple of years, I've been like, no, nah, actually, he's actually a good songwriter. Uh, this is a controversial opinion, but. No, I, I've got no qualms with um, whatever it is anyone likes and makes them happy. I think more power to them. But when it comes to Robbie Williams, I will never, <laughs> ever be able to get the image of a bunch of football lads singing Angel while walking out of yeah. the pub, which happened almost every night at my girlfriend's old place. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, rock DJ or any of them tunes. Like... I can't believe I'm talking about Robbie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> That's my influence. It's a bad influence. Right. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> guilty, ple- guilty pleasures, isn't it? Guilty pleasures. I've I've always long since like argued that there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure and you no. should just like really go for whatever makes you happy in this like limited time we have on on this earth. Honestly, that's a deep. That's a, <laughs> that was deep. Right? I know. I like I'd like to think that, but there is genres of music I fucking hate at the same time, so it doesn't yeah. always hold up. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the stuff that you like and you like. See, I used to love like that um, weird breed of like screamo music and crunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> that what? is kind of What's fun that though. I remember crump? that. Like ho- crunk. Oh, you know, crunk. Yeah, you know that, like... Um, oh, what, like, Little Scrappy and all that? All those, like, proper, like, D-tune, like, really high synths going, like... Yeah, I remember them days, But then they just have some, like, emo kid on the top going, like... Oh, I was thinking a different... It's just, like, it's, like, white white emo kids rapping and screaming. I'm going to send you some... I'm going to send you some after this, but it was when I was, like, when I thought I was... I think it was probably the darkest time of my life. Darkest time of your life? Uh, in terms of music, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was probably really happy. <laughs> oh, I can't. The darkest time of my life is when, when listening to, like, started listening to, uh, started listening to Slayer, innit? Yeah, like and, the darkest yeah, time yeah, of your life. Like, and then I really got into Megadeth and uh, I read uh, um, Dave Mustaine's book, you know, yeah. the amazing, I, I, yeah. I like that book because he's a asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a massive asshole. Mm. Did you see about, did, did you read the part where he, uh, he needed to take he wanted to take his uh, drug of choice really bad so he uh, went to his uh, friends and uh, they was like oh you really need to get off uh, yeah. of taking heroin and uh, when um, he was just like really clucking for it so he took his mate's heroin locked himself in his mate's car and just started shooting dragon and yeah. he was in the book and he was going I felt like such an arsehole but I felt so happy at the same time and I was just like <laughs> alright you just locked yourself in your mate's car he can't get in that for a while now yeah <laughs> and he took all of his stuff yeah, yeah. i mean he, he was probably clucking for it as well yeah. his mate was probably like come on at least you could have invited me in there we could have shared <laughs> it or something party. you don't really hear many stories about like big rock and roll guys and metal guys who are like take it or leave it with heroin <laughs> like, can i borrow some of your heroin yeah mate go on yeah yeah sure <laughs> hey, hey just have the bag God yeah. damn it. stop asking me for it man now that book's interesting, but he's like, uh, he's just a bellend, isn't he? You ever seen the Metallica documentary, Some Kind of Monster? <laughs> yeah, I watched yeah. that recently. Oh, again. that is great. <laughs> the the family therapy session with the entire band. It's just a wonderful DVD. Well, wasn't it Sin Anger, the one with the re? Uh, it was a really harsh snare. Yeah, I love it though. I yeah. love that album. Like we, I think you commented. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a horrible snare, but then I realised I love stuff like current values, so I can't really talk about. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I was like too pangy. Because I, I posted something on Facebook where I was like, I don't even care what anyone says at this point. I love Saint Anger, and it was like the most mixed review, like in the comment section of anything that I've ever posted. Because people were like, "No, nah, I love it," and other people are just like, "It's trash." But that's some kind of monster thing. Yeah. The best part of that is when um, Robert Trujillo. I don't know how you say his name. He comes Trujillo. in. Yeah, whatever. He <laughs> Just him, Robert, Robbie, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Williams comes in the studio, <laughs> and he's like, and, and he, he takes Kirk's acoustic guitar and he starts playing better than Kirk can. And then one of them, I think James, makes a comment and goes like, "Oh, he's he's taking your job," and Kirk looks worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not. Too, I remember watching that that documentary, and he was just like, going yeah, the with flamenco his thing, yeah. and I'm just like, and I've picked up my bass. We couldn't do that. <laughs> if I remember correctly, like he has the strap down like stupidly yeah. low. Yeah, as yeah well. he, has his, he has his legs like bent, like he's yeah. like, like he's crabbing or something. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like there's a there's a, a subgenre of metal where they do that, isn't it? That's called like crab core. Uh, I, s- <laughs> I think I know. I think I know that. Uh, yeah, I started off as a bassist myself, man, and I always saw these metal guys with their straps really low. I was one of those fucking nerds, like, all the way up here, just covering my nipples, you know, yeah. just like, <laughs> like every math rock guy you see nowadays is like yeah, that. They're just like, yeah, no, I'm, I've got the bass up here because I'm a responsible player, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get the carpal tunnel. <laughs> it's one of them, though. I think that's another thing. It's like, it doesn't really, I don't think you look cooler if you have your guitar low, but I think you, if you ever try swinging a guitar around your, your neck. Yeah. You can't have it that high, or you can actually. No, maybe you can. I you used can. to. I used to have it like mid. I used to be like an average, average strapper. Well, I played a Jackson V, so that yeah. Was... <laughs> do you ever see? Do you ever see people like um, Alexi Laiho from Children of Bodom? Um, he's like it's like a new new school metal thing. Yeah, I've seen him play. And the uh, Cannibal Corpse supported them. I was there for the for the corpse. <laughs> I saw. I tell you what, I seen them with Machine Head and Slipknot. Wow, the support act to Machine Head and Children of Bodom. But the the sad thing was when I walked in, I was with my dad. I was like thirteen or something like that, um, and like Alexi was like. Um, are you the real hate crew to like the crowd and like one person put the hand up <laughs> and I was like I, w- I really wanted to put my hand up because I was like 13 I thought I'd get beaten up <laughs> but he, when he plays it, when he plays that kid's beat, too young <laughs> get him <laughs> just throw me into the pit yeah. like, oh, the anxious child in you <laughs> but he had like but he, he, has to, he has to like perch it on him and then he has to have it like so the neck's there because he's shredding yeah it's just it just looks like the most impractical thing to play, like sat down. I remember when YouTube come about, I used to, I put up that metal videos and that of me trying to shred. And yeah. then I looked back the other day. He's <laughs> <it's not that. laughs> still somewhere in it. <laughs> and uh, I was playing, I was playing uh, Master of Puppets by Metallica, and I got like uh, my rhythm was terrible. But when it comes to the solo, I hit every note, and I was like, Oh, really? Yeah, I was just like, How could I be that bad at going to the rhythm? But then when it comes to the solo, I got it bang on, and I was like thinking to myself because i just wanted to do the solo the whole time i didn't yeah. actually want to do the rhythm i had the opposite problem i was always well into the rhythm but whenever i asked to do solo as part of my um degree or anything i was just awful it's like yeah i think i'm the same as that mm. i used to be more blues though i was like yeah same I, I literally just wanted to play like blues and the fucking like pentatonic scale and i had like a slide and stuff and i think i still do that in most of my tunes yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy who plays on the. He just does. He does tunes with just the black keys of the keyboard. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know a dude who does them. that. Yeah, is that like a, is that is, there, uh, is that like a That's thing? That's like a little cult. 
it's yeah. like a it's like a way to get your music to sound like exotic and foreign without putting any effort to learn <laughs> any scales in. That's I'll what I found. Him in this. I'll t- I'll just clip that bit out and I'll yeah. tag him in it. I'll put it on Instagram or something. It's like a little like five second clip. Controversy. <laughs> get some beef going. That's a way to actually get the podcast more listens. Well, start getting beef. Start getting beef on there. Start yeah. calling you a prick. Over <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we pick a fight with some UK grime guys? <laughs> no. Yeah. I know a few of them. Yeah. I heard uh, Jeremy's Pokemon cards are a little bit bent. Oh no! Okay, no, no, take that out, take that out. Sorry, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I love you. (laughs) You don't want to come at Jeremy of all people. (laughs) No, no, I respect that man. He's a vegan. (laughs) He's a vegan. He's got them powers, them extraterrestrial higher higher plane powers. uh, I I was listening to a bar of Jeremy recently, and he was going, you know, like when you use ten percent of your brain, he uses six. Yeah. What tunes that in? Merkin. Yeah, yeah, because I had the acapella. I think I was trying to use that. I was like, what the fuck. Best bar. Right. Good. Let's let's get on to some music talk then. Real yeah, talk, definitely. Real talk. Yeah. So, what's what your favourite you... Robert Williams album? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever one Angel is on, that's an anthem. <laughs> Loving the Robbie Williams. Yeah. Right. So, um, what you've been making recently? Then, like, what, like we got, we, you've shown us some uh, projects before the podcast. So, like, uh, you said you was making a bit of trip pop. Where does that inspire from? Uh, largely it inspires from uh, playing the Silent Hill games. In fact, like the trip hop album in question, Pleasant Lake, is like, it's a pretty direct analogy, uh, that is the right word, a direct link to the game's uh, soundtracks. Because I found them incredibly inspiring when I, uh, I don't know, like I, I remember I was back in the day of uh, pirating music, which was a bit naughty. Um, naughty boy, mate. Which I don't condone, <laughs> not publicly, just privately. Um <laughs> Uh, I ended up, way before I even had the courage to play the games, I ended up downloading those soundtracks and just instantly falling in love with them. And it kind of opened up uh, not just a world of like trip hop, like Porter's Head and Blockhead and all the other heads, um, but also like uh, drone and noise and industrial music, uh, which I just thought it was amazing. Like the soundtracks, uh, eventually I did get around to playing the games and I realized like just how perfect they were for making you feel like completely uneasy and scared in um in rooms where there wasn't actually anything to be scared of except for the walls being a bit rusty yeah that's yeah. brilliant yeah that's... it's just wonderful but yeah like uh, i after like a long time of uh just idolizing those soundtracks i accidentally made uh what turned out to be the last track on the album and realized that i actually felt like i had a knack for sort of recreating that sound so yeah. And also, I was suffering a bit of writer's block, and I was a bit worried I wasn't able to make dance music at the time. So just by rebelling and making like a lo-fi hip-hop and drone and noise album in tribute to one of my favorite video games was a good way to get me uh, back on the wagon. Yeah, that's it. That, yeah, that, that, you just gave it the perfect explanation. To be fair, like uh, glad uh, I could. how um, games inspire you because it's like interesting how much like video games have inspired our generation as a whole. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, it inspires genres, doesn't it? Oh, the only reason why I, I, I'm really into my G funk, yeah, 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 GTA San Andreas, yeah. I only listened to one radio station, and that was Radio Los Santos. And literally, I, I my music was crafted from just listening to like so much G funk, and then I went on to listening to like late 90s hip hop, and then I just really mm. dealt with sub genres. I don't really understand sub genres in the sense yeah. of neurotech tech how i don't understand that but yeah. i i know it from a hip-hop 
point of view, and I call it I do call it eighties hip hop. Like you got hardcore hip hop, you got G funk, gangster up, yeah, all yeah. of that. I mean, those Grand Theft Auto uh, radios are like incredible. I mean, a lot of the diversity of my own music taste comes from just playing San Andreas, Vice City. Uh, oh, I love that game. Yeah, they're, they're all great games. I thought um, they're quite fun, slocky little mafia adventures, but. Mm. For something that's supposed to be like a parody of uh, the real world on almost every level, they have radio stations which are far surpass our own in the real <laughs> yeah. world. Like, it's annoying to me to go uh, in a car or something. And I mean, sure, we have Ujima Radio over here, which is great, but like most of it is just the same five pop tunes and circulations on different radio. And then going into GTA, I remember like I'd go onto that game sometimes just to pull up into a park, yeah. put the radio on, and then just go and work and stuff with the game playing music to me in the background because. I think they have some YouTube streaming, uh, you know, like certain accounts that will stream. Like they'll do, like a, they'll put they'll they'll put it as like a theme, yeah. Like, uh, GTA San Andreas, and then whatever radio station, and they'll play like the tunes that were on that radio station or tunes that are of that ilk, and they just like stream twenty four hours a day. I mean, that's great. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, good. That's it's a good brilliant. thing. It's good. It's a good thing to have on when you just like if you're doing any work or anything that's a bit dry. Yeah, you got a lot of dry work at the moment, haven't you? Yeah. But I'll make it. <laughs> Stuff that You're not into sure. the uh, <laughs> lo-fi anime beats to chill and relax to that you see on YouTube these days. <laughs> I mean, I love them. I absolutely love them. I'm not gonna lie. I put on the Skyrim soundtrack. Oh, it is a good soundtrack. It is, and it, and it calms me down when I'm getting stressed about something. Or even the, uh, the the uh, the dragon shouting yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lo- yeah. I, the dragon. When I first heard that sound, I was like. Oh, Sample right there, and then I didn't actually u- ever use it, but I was just. I need to send you that Skyrim sample pack because we talked about it last week. Yeah, we did. And I need to send you that because the, all of the dragon shouts are in there, and clear as day. There's a there's a website right called uh, I think it's like. Is it a torrenting website? No, it's not. It's oh, it's, right, it's okay. not. It's not. It's not 100. <laughs> percent It's called like Sound Source, Sound Resource, Sound Resource, and it's it's like it's got every games console and it's got a selection of games from every games console oh, that's great i have like um at home i have like my playstation 4 set up straight into my sound card so whenever i hear something that i think is particularly good mm. or sometimes i'll even like miss it and then go back to a much earlier save just to get back there and record it again yeah. which is that's sometimes brilliant. long that is brilliant. <laughs> but yeah i can just hit record in ableton and just get it all down so um like i released goes to hell recently which was just full of samples from uh doom and um Another great game, which is called uh, Hellblade, uh, which is a really interestingly developed game about a woman trying to recover like a family member from Valhalla. Um, I might have gotten the story of this com- somewhat wrong because I haven't played it in full, but it is really interesting. And she's she's also suffering like um, uh, schizophrenia. No, not schizophrenia. The one where you hear voices. And that has an impact on the game as well, where like you'll hear a voice say, look out, and then oh, really? someone's about to attack you behind you, so you know to hit the dodge button. But then sometimes it just says it to fuck with you, so... Oh, uh, that, sounds, that sounds sick. It's kind of neat. But yeah, that has like some, some great samples and great recordings, and... Uh, that sounds brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's worth checking out. I'm, I'm not shilling for the company, <laughs> by the way, sorry. <laughs> I just like video games. <laughs> it's not Hellblade t-shirt you're wearing, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> no. No, right. this is a great uh, Pepsi T-shirt, which has a refreshing taste, and everyone should check out. <laughs> <laughs> I only drink Evian. <laughs> if only we was on video. <laughs> right, let's check. Let's check out the tune. Oh. 
uh, yeah, that was that was my tune, Yamaoka, which is the last tune on the Pleasant Lake album. That has a lot of different styles in it. There's a bit of piano. I played a bit of guitar for it as well. Uh, there's a bit of drone. Um, it's on my Bandcamp if you want to check it out, and if you want to give me some money for checking out, that's always appreciated. Thanks. Very interesting. Yeah, it sounds very, sick. Like it, you could easily get an MC over that. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's all I ever think about when uh, some, can someone spit over that. I could imagine yeah. someone like some like sort of trippy American rapper like Earl Sweatshirt or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. In Staples. Yeah. So I was listening to Afro today. Oh really? Yeah. Do you know Afro? No, no, I can't sound uh, familiar. Oh, he he's probably one of the best rappers I've ever seen. But there, he's a uh, he doesn't like lime. I don't know if he doesn't like lime. Like, he's a bit low key. He's low key, yeah, because he is better than most of the, most of the MCs that I've ever heard. He could outword like the wordplay he uses and everything, and he switch every beat he uses switches. So mm. he'll do switch to like an '80s flow, like N.W.A. sort of flow, like really like aggressive and that. And then yeah. he'll just slow down and just do something like that. I mean, yeah, I'd be. Uh, you you got to remind me of that when we're done recording because that yeah. sounds quite cool. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, have you got if you got his number? <laughs> well he's a big american star <laughs> yeah no i'd actually quite like to work with like mcs a lot more um i feel maybe a bit too precious about uh doing anything to that album but like yeah, obviously yeah yeah no i'm just a bit stuck in my ways when it comes to music but like i'd love to work with mcs a bit more and uh vocalists uh people i find interesting just um i'm, I'm not particularly good at contact so it doesn't happen as often as i yeah. like well, uh... <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. The last week we uh, ended with um, my tune, which was uh, featured with uh, basically my close friend. Uh, I don't want to give him his government name because he gets a bit funny <laughs> about this sort of stuff. So I'm just going to call him uh, Doc T because uh, he's he used to be known as Anis and uh, Anis. Anis, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I see why he changed. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he... no disrespect. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Filter, filter. I, ne- I never, I never made that connection yeah. until you he, just did he, it. He, whenever I got in the studio with him, he he's like normally one take, and I'd done a tune called "Wear Your Heart Out" with him, and it was uh, last week I played it. And it was like, it was like one. F- I made it at seventy BPM, hmm. and uh, I used some like old school, uh, old breaks, uh, and it ended up sounding like hip hop, but hmm. with like a. But I initially started out like, do you know Pearson sound um, yeah. blanked? Uh, I, he's one of those guys that I know like yeah. a lot musically, but I couldn't name an individual tune. Well, he he's very nice with his uh, road synths and uh, like. Yeah, what was his name before Pearson Sand again? Um, he was something else, wasn't he? Uh, he was a Ramadan man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's why I originally heard of him. Dubstep heads. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the guys I discovered back in the old dubstep forum days. Ramadan man. Oh, was, uh... I love a bit of dubstep forum. I used to be oh, yeah. them ones. Hey, um. One thing I noticed about going to New Zealand is they've just discovered dubstep. It's like, oh really? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, big fun. up truth in it. Truth. Is, is he from yeah. New Zealand or yeah. is he? It's it's two guys I, I believe oh, they were really? telling me. Yeah. yeah, like they one's in America, one's in Australia or New Zealand. Um, yeah, they're yeah. they're nuts. Like, yeah, but um, it's funny that you're saying you went to New Zealand. Like, why did you go to New Zealand? Oh, oh yeah, no, this this comes as a shock to me as well. In some sense, I still think it was kind of a weird fever dream, but I'm pretty sure it actually happened. Uh, Twisted Frequency Festival, big ups to them. They uh they paid to fly me over and uh, had me put on at their their festival on the um over the New Year's, which of course is summer in New Zealand. So I got to enjoy being outside at midnight on New Year's Eve in the sun. A friend of mine comes up to me and says, "Hey, do you want this big leg of lamb?" And I'm just like, "Where the hell am I? <laughs> this is awesome!" <laughs> Literally, as I'm like sitting there, like trying to get into the headspace to play, uh, and I ended up playing from um like one thirty to 3am 
which was just crazy, man. It was awesome out there in the sunshine, peak summer and New Year's Eve, people shouting my name and shit. What time is that? If you was playing at that time, you must have felt like it was lunchtime or something. Yeah, it was about, it was about uh, I think, two o'clock over here in the afternoon. Did I see a picture on you put on Facebook of some guy in the, like a lake and he was just like... Oh, yeah, so. man. I've been showing that picture to everyone. <laughs> I was having a, a bit of a, a bad day on the Tuesday a couple of days afterwards just because of drinking a lot and having a hangover mm. and we ended up going um going over to chill out a friend's mine said like hey um come chill out by uh the river it'll cheer you up a bit so we did that and there's this guy who just he was on something man <laughs> but i don't know he was on some he was he was either like on some very peaceful thing or he was like put here by some greater force as a watcher because <laughs> he was just standing in the river with his arms straight down just looking <laughs> looking like a, a meerkat he's <laughs> that was like the hardest i laughed yeah like the entire weekend that guy was an absolute hero and wherever you are man i, I respect you <laughs> and i hope you're doing well with yourself <laughs> man he, he was good but like yeah like i don't entirely blame him because like the location is incredible we, we ended up there at night Did and on like lord of the rings no no wrong <laughs> island actually. it was actually a bit more dustier and um mountainous uh and less less european foresty everglades kind of mm. thing the South Island was the only island I went to, and uh, yeah, it was incredible because like we'd be there in the festival, turned up there at dark. They gave us a tent with a mattress put into it. I had a One Direction pillow. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Did you sleep on Harry Styles. I head? did. Yeah. Oh, nice. my, my four or five favorite boys. I forgot to that's, that's, the, that's, that's the dream. <laughs> but yeah, like it, from the from the bottom, it would look like most English festivals with the same kind of people wearing their their hippie clothes, walking around, a couple of people with their dogs and shit. Yeah. And then they would light up in the day, and I'd realize I was in this like incredible like mountain area basin in the middle with a, a crystalline lake and like just the most incredible sky and it, i don't know it's like it's a humbling thing to see the world and just be like god i'm tiny yeah but it's it's kind of freeing i i everything was like slow and dusty there were these kind of like american western style towns which a single strip and uh, like a gas station on it it, it felt like I keep joking here, it felt like British cowboys, basically. They were, like, <laughs> they were all dressed as cowboys and they were all tired and, and dusty, but they also had the sort of meek and self-depreciating humour of British people. It's almost like <laughs> the perfect place. Yeah, well, yeah. arguably it is. Although, I got uh, talking to most people over there, they seemed bored of it and were very excited to hear about England and all of the, oh, really? uh, all the venues and nights we have here. So, you know. Yeah, we do get a lot. We are, we, we, we are blessed with how much music we do get through our cities and stuff i feel right. like yeah, we're yeah. we're a big we're a big country for music because i don't really 100%. hear much french commercial music and that or anything spanish though spanish mu commercial music and latino commercial music is popping right now i haven't I heard like, much it's on the like uh, it's, he did. listens to everything uh, it's like <laughs> i know that's good man absolutely no, listens to everything you know it's you know it's popping because it's on like radio one and stuff like that you hear like those like it's like reggaeton like boom chip boom chip boom chip boom them sort of beats with some yeah, like, it's like spanish dance vocals though, it. as well though. Like, it's, a, it's like a latin sort of dance yeah hall. well that dance hall in the uk i think is big but like well, i think all over the world like it's the latino stuff because there's like trends in there yeah and that's like um i can't think of that tune it was a big one and it was it was spanish yeah, or something tune. yeah <laughs> as long as the tune was massive I'm yeah okay it was with massive the way the conversation <laughs> it was massive it was on the radio when i was back home because my mum listens to it and she downloaded the tunes and i was like mum what are you doing turn that off <laughs>
some of it's quite good my sister's like into that spanish stuff because she speaks spanish so she understands it and stuff and she was showing me some beats where like the sub was like crazy it was like some like wizardry going on with the sub bass i was like this is sick if this is on a system everyone would be destroyed by it yeah it was crazy but it was just on the radio it's nuts that, that's 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 funny what you say about like um commercial music i i love my trap yeah like how you do as well yeah i'm a big yeah. trap man but you know like the like proper mumble jumble yeah and I, there was a beat what i played to my mates the other day and it was it was a hard beat mm. and then it switched to like it was at 146 and they want switched to 124 and uh it was just so hard it sounded like dubstep and everything and then everyone was going but i just don't like the vocalist and i was like was that the thing you showed me yes yeah, yeah yeah the guy in the bus and that yeah, it's bagging, yeah. isn't it? A mud Yeah. I showed some people, they got mixed reviews, but the reviews what were good was like, yeah, that was banging. But then the reviews what were bad was like, oh, you know I don't like this uh, sort of uh, vocalist. Were they were they dub, were they dub producers as well? What, the people I showed? Yeah. Yeah, I showed... Yeah, I showed everyone who likes dubstep, really. Yeah, because I know, I know a bunch of people who produce dubstep, and I'll, like, I'll listen to a tune, for instance, right? Lamont did a tune with Nico Lindsay yeah. called uh, In The Field, I think. It was on the Missed Calls EP. Mm. And I, I was talking to one of my friends about it, and he was just like... Because he, he, he was the same. He liked the instrumental, but yeah. because there was like a, a UK... In fact, it was another Lamont one as well with Quam, which is called Ships. Which is like, uh, it's got a really cool hook in that. And yeah. obviously because it's Quam, it's like, it's decent bars. But everyone... Big bars. Big bars, big bars, big <laughs> bars. But everyone I, t- I chat to like about those tunes are always like, yeah, the beat is sick because it's Lamont and his, yeah. his, he's just a wizard. Mr. And I, but, but just people, like a lot of producers I like chat to and know, they just do not rate... They do not write any sort of like MC over anything. And I'm just like, you've got to have it. It's like, <laughs> there's a market for it. <laughs> There's a massive market for it. Like, look at look at some of the MC. Like, if you sell it, but to be fair, if an MC gets big, they are popping in it. Like, they, they, they like you see, you see, like they have money. So yeah, much they money. don't pay their producers. And yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you got the producer in there, just making all all the beats, all them yeah. fire, for them to spit on, but they're getting all the bread. Yeah. And the producer gets a new MPC. I think this is part of the reason why people hate MCs. The other part of the reason would be that, like, unfortunately, I think when you get into making electronic music, you do meet a lot of really very quite bad MCs. <laughs> and that's not to say that MCing is bad or that like, people no, don't have great like lyrics, because, yeah. like, I've heard shit that's blown me away, but I've been to enough nights where it's, like, some guy just shouting the same some sentence over and over, proper, and it yeah. means nothing. Yeah, because that's... I can like, do that. That's the difference between, like, a good night and a bad night, is if you have, like, if you hear, like, a banging mix and you're there, like, getting into it, and then it's just, like, uh, in the house! <laughs> and we, just, we spoke <laughs> about this last week, like, someone called, like, Mikey Mike or something, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, um, going on to topic of music again... Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna ask you... Hello. Max, I'm looking at you. I realised that we're not on camera. Um, <laughs> right, so I'm going to ask you, Max, Hello. about a release you did with the Glitch Shop, was it? Glitch oh Shop? yeah, a good bunch of guys. All and the... was it one of their final, if not their final releases? It is the last last one he's doing. Um, they've been great, those guys. I've released a bunch of things um, with uh, with the Glitch Shop. It's uh, it's one by Rue Raptus, and he's, he's often got like a bunch of other people to help him out. This one was also helped by uh, Josh Arkestrate, so shout-outs to him too. Um, Big ups, yeah. You should check out both Raptors and Arkestrate's music. Yeah, Raptors is sick. Yeah, yeah both really good. 
But uh, yeah, I don't think Raptors quite has the energy to to run it with it anymore. So um, he's called this one his last one. It's a great release. A lot of really great people on it. A couple of friends of mine like um, Detrevor and Audio Gutter make an appearance. Is she Bristol based? Well? She is Bristol based. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a whole crew of people. Get, um, get her on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Link. Oh uh, yeah, no, I can link you guys up. No problem. I'm pretty sure they'd have some funny things to say on yeah. the microphone. But uh, yeah, like. Um, I was asked to see if I wanted to like do a release of this last one and I had a little dig through my music and found this track, uh, Why Not Die, which um, comes from a vocal sample that I'm, I'm not going to reveal the, the sources of because yeah, don't do that. I'd love to because I'm a big enough nerd to get excited about this stuff, but I shouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, it has a really interesting lyrical quality to it, so I thought it's a song about just suggesting why not die because death comes to all of us and i thought it'd be quite fun to put that with a exciting <laughs> kind of melodic kind of very emotionally confusing sort of existential music well i've always kind of dug music that says one thing but feels a different way yeah because yeah, 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 there's yeah. something very humanistically conflicting about that i i don't know it, it excites me quite a lot and i always i always loved lyrics that have a sort of like odd surrealist aspect to them i guess yeah as opposed to stuff that's just about breaking up with your ex or something um I, I like things that feel like they're saying something but what they're actually saying is a bit abstract so you can divulge mm. your own meaning from it yeah yeah i hear that i hear that uh so yeah and also i hadn't done 170 bpm um jungle influence track for a while so it seemed like a good thing to do and it worked it sounded fucking sick hey thank you man it's kind of we'll show it in a minute yeah we will we'll definitely show it so beautifully as a
it's been a little while. I used to like start off by um, when I was making music at the start and first started getting actually involved with like dance music here in England. I was making um, uh, Jungle Breakcore, and uh, I really enjoyed like cutting up breaks and mashing them up and doing that because like for, for a long time I was like just utterly nerdishly obsessed with Venetian Snares' music yeah, yeah, yeah. to the point that I was aware how obsessed I was with it and tried to downplay it because it was a little embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> but like I would just go home and bang on one of his albums and just like I'd be sitting there being like fuck I wish I wrote this yeah <laughs> his stuff is crazy it's yeah. crazy it's really cool and I've always admired his like quantity over quality approach because he has his own sound and um no one really can sound like him without the feeling that you're ripping him off somewhere. It's yeah, sort yeah, of like yeah. a burial thing as well, um, yeah. which I always quite liked. I like that kind of authorship in music and in an electronic music field where a lot of people are kind of copying each other. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't always bad. But, well, it's you know. how, that's how it makes genres and that makes all them subgenres I love. Yeah. Like, I started, I started off, like, when before I started doing, like, proper, like, like, 140, like, dub stuff like that, I started off trying to do that kind of, like, future garage thing. But then I noticed how many people were doing it, and I was like, I could, but there's like people like vacant and that. They're all doing it better than me. Well, that- so I was like, I could probably like, I'd probably benefit more like in, you know, you'd feel better with yourself making something that you had fun making as opposed to like making it and going like, oh, well, oh I'm not as good as these guys. I never do that with what I'm making. I now. don't think about people, other people, when I make tunes anymore. Oh, well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> don't think of other people you just keep it to yourself innit? Oh, brilliant brilliant <laughs> it is sometimes like i try and stay on that flex as well but then like igloo ghost came out and i was like oh man this guy's sick and then i was like wait he's how old yeah and he's in that bristol. guy's young he's dude in Bri- he's in bristol we <laughs> yeah, should because they're, they're, they're so good aren't they like the young ones yeah i was like i'm total i was total dog shit at producing when i was his age it's, it's, i can't help but feel the pang of jealousy are you gonna go see him when he does his audio visual thing oh no i hadn't actually heard about that because it's like uh, he's doing it at the lantern Oh, and, and then uh, I think it's like coming up soon because he, he was he played in Brighton quite recently. So it's it's on it's on the road soon. Yeah, he's like he's he'll be here. Like I think it's probably like tonight or some shit like yeah, that. that. <laughs> but like yeah. uh, he's, but then he's doing like an after like a DJ set. At, I think it's the Dutch, but I've never been there. We might go tonight. Um, well, I don't know if it's not Young Echoes tonight, <laughs> and I forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah, that does look pretty good. It, yeah, every every single time, there's, I always get somebody messaging me going like, oh, "Are you coming to this tonight?" Because they've seen that I've like RSVP to it. And I'm like, are there tickets left? <laughs> and like, I just completely forget about it. Everyone does that. They they see an invite and I just go, going. So you just know what's going on. I do that every, um, my friends over here, they do a uh, night called Hamchild, which is, it's a great night. It's free at Cozy's. It's a different genre every single time. But every time it happens, it's it's always the last Wednesday of the month. And every time it happens, I just completely forget until I see it pop up like 20 minutes before on Facebook. And then I'm usually just in my underwear making music. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, I need to go and shower as quick as possible, get out there. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I'll, I'll realise it's on and I'm like, nah. I'm exactly <laughs> just, the same, though. I'm just going to sit at home and make more tunes. Like. Yeah, well, the thing is, I I, uh, I I have to make tunes. There's a time. I'm very good at making tunes on a bus at the moment. When I'm travelling, I, I travel Oh, I get that, man. I got that on, when I was travelling back and forth between my parents' house on the trains. I was just heavily inspired to make music yeah exactly because you it, i don't know i've just made all my best beats recently on on the train and on, on the, the bus and then i got all this studio and then i come back in here and i go all right i should have made it in here because <laughs> but i just been getting all my inspiration on the road but yeah. it is what it is you've got all the nice instruments and that in here but 
See, I can't do grass that. is always greener, dude. Mm. It's a thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, I literally have to be comfortable in my own house to make something worth doing. I've only ever made anything worth like listening to in my own, like where I'm around my own setup and I've got mm. everything nearby. If I link up with anyone, there's in the tunes studio you have. That... There's tunes you have. What you should put out so badly. <laughs> there, there is tunes you should put out so badly, but then. Like I, I was. Someone said to me the other day, like they was going through your SoundCloud and they were signing all like future, future beats and that, yeah. And then they was like, yeah, he's all right. And then, you know, the theme tune for the theme tune for this actual seller talks, what we're gonna use again because it's <laughs> fat. I made, I make all that stuff like the trappy, but like, not trap like. Yeah, but yeah. where is it? <laughs> where is it? No, I make it for rappers. I make, I'm making, um, I'm making a bunch of stuff for One Three One who are like a. Uh, Edinburgh rap collective, yeah, and um, they're sick, and I, they've got a bunch of my tunes. Um, that they're, they're they've done vocals to some of them, but because they're trying to get like a release, like sort of like solid album release, like they keep asking, tunes. they keep asking for beats, and and I make a you, bunch of beats for them. You but, selling it? Well, this is the thing. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna, <laughs> make, I'm, I'm gonna make sure because they are sound guys. Right, Billy got waves, sound guy, yeah. and the other guy Woozy. They're sound as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually think I'm not going to get paid because they're not dickheads. And if I don't get paid... You get some of that sweet exposure we all love as artists. Yeah, I can get something on Complex and I can like out them. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but that's not the point. That's not, that's not even what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm talking about is like I make beats like that when I'm trying... I've done like a one... I got one called Travis Snot, which I was making when I was listening to a lot of Travis Scott. <laughs> and uh, it nice. like it. <laughs> and I, but it's like a really, really sick beat. And I was sending it to people, and they were like, "Wow, that's beautiful, dude." Oh my it's god, it's so fucking beautiful. That's dude. beautiful. And I sent it to my friends. There's a guitar thing that it's like do 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 do, and it like a little bend of the string and that. But it's like double tracked, and it sounds really, really nice. Yeah. Like smooth as fuck. Quite simple. Yeah. And they get a good like beats. So a rapper with fucking an auto tune rapper would go in on it. I'm a fan of auto tune. I've actually not heard much of that. You like sent me most of your like more abstract, futury stuff. I I know. I, really I, I think you'd appreciate that a lot more than my other stuff. Like. I mean, like I I I kind of like a lot more music than people give me credit for. Sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. like I'm, I try and see the good side of almost anything. There's there's really only two genres that I I can't find myself having time for, and I did genuinely try with them, and that was electro swing and sidetracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, electro. There's I, some. You wouldn't ever see me listening to them. <laughs> No, people people tend to either like only like that stuff or really really hate it. I went to a electro swing night oh, because my flatmates are quite into it, and it was fun. But like that's like that's the sort of tune. You have to that... show me some electro swing. I'm going. It was it was it was, yeah, yeah, it just... was fun. It was fun in terms of like a night out. And there's there's one tune called like Dixie Biscuit, which I just fucking like the. The, the lyrics are hilarious because they're so like innuendo fucking it's like meme, it's like Steel Panther and shit yeah. I literally went to see Steel Panther right? I don't know if you know who they are yeah I know Steel Panther Steel Panther I went to see them at the academy the other the other week the other night rather was you putting your yeah man it was the funnest night I've been on in a while just because of... I mean to be fair you shouldn't take away things from being fun just because oh. you feel like they've dated or something and 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 they're sick as fuck at what they do yeah, they're like they're like so they're literally money. comedians like they're so fucking funny i was like i was crying but like like to be clear i wouldn't like ever dismiss or tell anyone they were wrong for liking electro swing psytrance <laughs> any of this music yeah i just know when i've i've heard it like passing through boomtown or something my ears just immediately turn into full asshole yeah. mode and go what the fuck is this and then i have to go 
It's for other people. I'm good. I'm good for like <laughs> I'm good for like three songs. If I if I if we're having like a flat party and someone plays it after three songs, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna like go for a piss or something like that. And then hopefully when I've come back down, it's not on because it's just like it or it is it is it is kind of inherently the same. Like you just take an old sample that's kind of swingy and then put some yeah you just sample like king of the swingers right yeah from jungle break or some django reinhardt but not the good bits yeah and then you <laughs> and then you have some like like and in fact i've heard an electro swing song <laughs> i heard an electric swing song that kind of sounded it was verging on psytrance <laughs> so i was like oh a powerful mix i'll probably start liking that one that's like that's like second layer of irony you know the first like the is second is like the second second great <laughs> <laughs> like actually this is my favorite genre yeah. I, i'll only listen to them if they're no no, no kidding together. to be honest like i i do have a weird respect for music that feels like an affront to my tastes yeah like i used to fucking hate jump up going bass and then suddenly it, it clicked live and i was just yeah. like this is the most obnoxious form of music i i really like it now <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's attacking me and it's 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 testing me to have a go at it and yeah. I, I can kind of respect that <laughs> jump up drum and bass i i was into that when i was like 13 14 gun fingers yeah you know yeah hanging <laughs> hanging on the street being on a bit of road and um wanting to be a gangster and all that because obviously around them times you get very influenced by uh games so san andreas gta yeah. all of that and uh the jump up radio station on san andreas was quite a good <laughs> one wasn't it yeah with, with <laughs> jump up i listened to it but then i gradually got worse I don't know. I just started to look at it and I go, oh, it's a bit. Your messy. life started going downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I, I had the the almost the opposite trajectory, and I think that's why I've got a lot of patience for it. Is because I did. I started off as full glasses pushing up, wearing fucking super nerd. I like my stuff technical and deep and full of complexity. And now that I hit my thirties, I'm just like, actually, some music is just really stupid and funny, and that's that's beautiful yeah. in its own right. Yeah, it's funny. I like. Don't it's kind of why I had a crack on writing baseline actually because. I was listening to the Bank Base Weekend, and after a while of like not liking it, I just realised what a fantastic like joke it is. Mm. Like... <laughs> this is why, like, <laughs> anyone who likes Baseline and makes Baseline just turns off. Like, <laughs> like... Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me started. I mean, a serious Baseline as well, but like the stuff that Off Me Nut make, man, it's, Off Me Nuts, it just cracks me up, man. They're, they're like they're doing uh, Fat bits. World Sad Reacts. Uh, doing uh, bits. Only me, really makes me laugh. Juice tags. You are. What do you think of? Oh, and like, all right, so, but I mean, like, a bit of a jolted conversation, like, mm. uh, on on like rap or no, anything. Tags in baseline. Oh, produce tags in baseline. I don't. Oh, you mean when people do that, like, uh, they they get someone to say their name over the top of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> again, it's one of those things that's really bad. That when it's done in the right situation, I find it hilarious. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think producer tags are that bad. Like, there's a few in the uh, the Maz EP. No, I actually do. I actually do. Call out for one now, then. Yeah. <laughs> we can record it now. <laughs> nah, because I. Zone. I actually, I've tried making them. I've tried making them, and they're just uh, Zone is not good for a tug. Unless I was like, Zone. I need to get a porn star to go like, oh Zone, <laughs> like that, and then it'll be fine. But like, there's, there's actually recordings of me saying Wonky Records. If you ever listen to their radio show, oh, they really? got me in to record a while ago. So um. I do exist as a producer tag meme, just not for myself. <laughs> you should rip it, but like with a track behind it. So when you put it on your tunes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not not to dismiss, dismiss like, I try to say dismiss and admonish at the same time there. Um, not to dismiss like all baseline because um, some of it's like not a joke and still actually quite good. Like, yeah, um, I, yeah. I, can, I can appreciate 
I can appreciate that. Well, I'd like to shout out to my to my dude, uh, John Sample Junkie. Um, I met a tune with him. Uh, that was on an EP he released, uh, the Cultural Appropriation EP. That was actually a sick tune as well. I listened hey, to that one. Yeah, it pops yeah. off whenever I play it live, man. Like uh, a lot of people come up to me when I'm playing some of his tunes and some of my new bassline and being like, you know, I thought I hated bassline, but that was sick. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's There's exactly gonna, what I want. <laughs> There's going to be something good in everything, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know uh, Doctor Oscillator, but he's he to be fair has put out a release on off me note that has a bassline and a jump up tune. So like, <laughs> <laughs> but like his stuff, they his are, stuff they're, is they're, his like, stuff's crazy together. though. It is kind of crazy. So I think it was Cursor who said that uh, baseline is the jump up of garage. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> is kind of right. It is. That's actually kind of that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, just that's the. You always have one. You ha- it's like it's like Star Wars, isn't it? It's always light side and dark side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, which one is the uh, which one's which? Everyone <laughs> yeah, can true. have their own opinion. It depends on how you view the world, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're like a big jump up fan, you might think like I don't know, Clute or somebody who does like deeper drum and bass. What's the point in that? What's the point in that? That's quite yeah, minimal. Yeah, it gets nowhere. Yeah, he's got. What's a saxophone sample doing on a fucking like, Amen break? Oh, Disgusting. What's that soul singer doing on an <laughs> Amen break? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 bullshit. Well, I was just going mumbling about eating pussy over my sweet dubstep shit. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, that's like, because I think I've got your point of view now, or I like, I've adopted that point of view, because we were talking about Lil Pump and that last yeah. week. And I was just like, and Lil Yachty and all these like rappers who aren't, they're not particularly like, they're not like, they're not Biggie Smalls or Tupac or anyone. They're not and fucking, me. they're no, not no, Ghostface okay. Killer. Yeah, <laughs> they could be anyone. But I was just there, like, I had to say, it's like, my honest opinion is like, some of the tunes are good. I like just if you listen to them objectively and just think like this is it's just like what what they're going for what their aim what their demographic is it all works and it's like you can find you can find something in it like when I put Gucci Gang on in my flat Gucci Gang we were like oh, we're all there just going like let's get it and shit yeah. like that and it's like it's obnoxious as fuck but it's kind of fun I think they can kind of like music is a weird one where I, I always I think like people who are really open-minded can suddenly turn very conservative and culturally very snobbish yeah I think and a lot of people I've met who like this on like mumble MCs or like certain aspects of music um like uh shit I lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> that happens they get snobbish about it yeah they get real snobbish about it and it's like it actually comes from the fact that they haven't really listened to it yeah, yeah they've heard like the worst two examples and gone like I've decided what this is like yeah, I'll just listen to Logic and fucking join a Lucas and anyone else who's like doing the mumble rap nowadays I'm not into yeah it's that, it's that type of shit where they're like they'll only listen to like, I only listen to Kendrick and J. Cole because they're conscious rap but if you put on fucking I it's don't know different types it's like, nuts, man. it's like me and you were talking about 6-7 last week yeah, yeah all, of that, all of that all of that I do love UK Drill yeah. I was listening to. Have you seen the Tim and Barry TV freestyles that have come out recently? I haven't actually. It's actually sick. They've dropped like a bunch in a really short amount of time. Because like the old like the old Tim and Barry TV stuff was like prime YouTube content. Like I thought, I, 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 you know, I've been watching like you know you saying about YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Prime time YouTube content. Yeah. I live with four other producers. Yeah. And we were just watching uh, Beat the Clock. Like, yeah. And Rhythm Roulette. We had it on repeat. Yeah, man. So much. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. When people, when people, there's a last Japan one where it's like I'm fairly sure he used that beat for uh, like an MC or something like that because it's like they just sit there and there's like the mum dance one as well is pretty cool because he's there with his like uh, floppy disk sampler and that. There's just it's great seeing um, 
every there's a guy called mind design as well mm. who's just like he's just sat there and he's got like his man bun and he's there in like a big floral t-shirt and he's there just like he's in his like he's got incense around his like computer and he's going like, like hippies. <laughs> he's but but he makes like um you know sort of like soul action like the kind of hip-hop taku type it's kind of trip hoppy but it's not it's a bit not more entirely it doesn't have cleaner. like samples of like eastern flutes and shit over it does it no nah, well it's, it's well i mean sometimes it can no. uh, <laughs> it's like the type of stuff where they haven't oh, i love an eastern flute yeah but, like you love it in a dub tune as well like yeah. ooh. But anyway, yeah, he makes good music. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, go on. so uh, what? What? Um, we spoke early, and you said uh, you used to l- use Logic, but now you use uh, you used to lo- use Logic, but now you use Ableton. Why? Why did you uh, make that switch? Uh, it's actually quite a, a long form conversation. I've, I've learned quite a lot of like the AWs, and it, it partly comes from the fact that I uh, I studied music back in Brunel University. The ends respect, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I started off with Fruity Loops basically, mm. yeah, um, because it was the easiest to pirate, and we were all young, and like it was just back in the day. Uh, I do not condone pirating; please do not do it. <laughs> but then, like uh, when I found out when I was doing this course that um, that they were all using Logic, so I got a hand my hands on a MacBook and got into Logic and was making music like that for That's ages. Exactly what I did. Yeah, it's just the easy option. Mm. Um, and then, um, I, like I mentioned, my, uh, my Venetian snares obsession that happened, it got me into learning how to use Renoise, uh, which is like an old tracker, um, uh, which is an old form of, uh, DAW where it's like vertical and you can punch it all in using the keyboard and not using a mouse. And it makes like, it looks weird on the outside, but once you learn the, like the verb edge of it is all. Is that kind of like Milky Tracker in that way you can make bit? Like it's got like all of the C number and then a number. In it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Milky Tracker, but because it's called Milky Tracker, I'm going to assume yes, because <laughs> that's that's what trackers are. Um, <laughs> but um, like the original one was like called Octomed, and that's how all the the old school jungle was made. Uh, but yeah, and it, like old Apex Twin and Square Pusher and shit as well. It's been but about like, for a time. It's been about for a while, haven't you? Like you see. Oh, in this case, like this is actually before my time. I oh, was just really? like went into the history of it because I was fascinated. Mm. But yeah, I got a hold of Renoise and made break call like that for ages because it was a lot of fun to work with. And that was rewired into Logic. Mm-hmm. And then I had Ableton already because I was DJing with it at that point. Mm. And then some uh, friends showed me some trick in, in Ableton, some tricks in Ableton. And it just kind of clicked how a lot of the stuff I was doing in Logic was about a million times faster than Ableton. Yeah. And it just had this very like revelatory moment where I was just like, I'm... I'm actually not using Logic for what it's supposed to. I just want to be using Ableton, mm. but I'm using Logic for some reason. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I then just canned Logic and switched over to Ableton and Renoise. And then I got bored of like setting it up every time when I was inspired to write music. So now it's just Ableton. But I do kind of miss Renoise. It's a great fun program. Very you would probably well. get it out once in a while though, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they also like introduced a sort of VST version you can just open in, in Ableton, which I'm... I bought, but I'm still. It's the language is a bit different, so I'm still learning, uh, getting around to learning it, and I'm sometimes a bit lazy when I just want to write tunes. Yeah, but it's it's cool. Like it's a really really interesting way of writing music, and you can like blast out very complicated drum patterns and sample editing and chops like just using your keyboard and in like minutes. In what would take like ten or twenty minutes in Ableton, it's yeah. it's great. That's good, man. Again, I'm not a shill. I just get really excited about music. <laughs> that is good. That's what yeah, it's but for. This is, what... this is what this is for. We, yeah. we, we're doing this for the music yeah. community. <laughs> yeah. No, I just get self-aware about these things. Mm. But um, 
Yeah, I think Ableton's an amazing program. You use uh, Ableton. Well, I love it? Ableton, man. It's yeah. the easiest thing. Well, not the easiest. It's now the easiest thing I've ever been on, but only after like three, four years of hammering it, it every day. Have you ever been on Logic? Like, no, I know. Like, have you had a spell on Logic where you've. Uh, college, yeah. I had to use college. Uh, I had to use Logic at college because that was like the thing they had on their computer. The mandatory thing. Yeah, so I was just kind of. I, I mean, I know how to use Logic and I can get like. Cubase back in college. Right? I tried to collaborate with a guy on, on Logic and it, um, we actually started like a really cool tune, but nothing ever came of it. But it is like, I can use it and I will. But I always find that whenever I finish anything on Logic, it's like, it's always a bit sort of too rigid. And when I try to go off, like, you know, like, snapping to grid and all that, mm. it sounds too off. And I can't just, I'm there, like... Yeah, Logic is, it makes yeah. me really mad, man. <laughs> I, I used to be able to use it calmly and fine. And, like, I don't even genuinely get, generally get mad at much. I can play video games that are tiring and annoying like Dark Souls, and I'll just be calm the entire time. <laughs> yeah. But you show me logic now and all the little bits like having to change the mouse to cut up samples i end up just like shouting at the computer and then feeling instantly very embarrassed that i'm shouting at a computer yeah because <laughs> don't do that and, <laughs> and it crashes it crashes a lot more than ableton does i had a practical exam yeah. last year which was like uh Did it was you just no nah, i actually passed and i didn't get a bad mark it was the one way we had like a sample and we had to cut it into like it, uh, and, into a, oh, i remember that was the second year wasn't it yeah, it'll have been the second year. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I did that, and it was like I was just getting so fucking annoyed at Logic because it crashed, and it was like I'd finished it, it crashed. I had to Be do it again. Be gentle with her. Well, I I, I used Ableton um, a bit, but I believe I just feel a lot more comfortable in Logic, and I feel like mm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm what, very I'm very know. quick at using Logic, but then when it comes to Ableton, I'm like, oh, that's not in the right place. But that's but that's yeah. how that's how I, that's how everyone starts off with mm. Ableton that's why it's like whenever I te whenever anyone asks you oh what should I use as like a, a DAW I always just say like just try it try whatever you can out or if you just pick one randomly it's almost as good as any like well all our brains work kind of like very differently in a way I, I mean I used to be a, I think a bit when I first got into Ableton I was a bit more cultishly like everyone should do this it's clearly the obvious choice yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I've gotten a bit older I'm a bit like uh, it's, it's actually a lot more clearer to me how different minds connect with different DAWs yeah like smoother. like for example everyone most people I know didn't start with Fruity Loops started with Reason they said it was I a really good way to get into learning how to make music mm. yeah. whereas Reason to me has always seemed like the worst jankiest piece of shit yeah. that my mind cannot grasp I, I don't reason get it five, I'm, <laughs> I'm exactly the same with Reason like I, n I never tried it I started off in Fruity Loops or I didn't I was like the second one I, t I tried mm. And fucking reason to me now because I know people like Joker and that use reason and even I think Jake's Jake, Sand started Koki. with reason. You what? Sand started with reason. And it's like, how do you get music like that? How I, I could not sit by and get spending a... time and with their samples. Uh, sausage <laughs> Fatna. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just uh, like... Sound Goodizer. <laughs> sound Goodizer. That's a fruity loops thing. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love Sound Goodizer. Whap it on every channel. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the dials up. You know when you st when you started out making tunes, yeah, yeah, like distortion everywhere and then saturation everywhere. It's me now. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know it's you now, but I'm just saying, like, and not go going into like when I was younger, I'd just be like, yeah, saturate. Oh, there's bass everywhere. It sounds cool. And then you get into e looking into EQing and oh, yeah, and then yeah, how yeah. that cleans up your mix 
so and then you could have sections of your you can have your mids your highs and that where like when i was coming up i used to just have, have everything on one channel yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. playing a melody but didn't understand the mix down that's the thing with fruity loops you can make like you can make like a bar of a song in the like the programmer and then you can just warp that in so it's like it looks like a song is one channel <laughs> and you've got all of the instruments like and you can see like the piano roll like kind of as, as like a preview in the thing and it's just like i used to have like just one channel just like with like every every single song that I made was just made of like four bar chunks. And it was like... I did that like precisely three times before I broke that habit when I first started. I also had to be told by a dude on a forum um, to use effects. Yeah. Because like, he was just like, yeah, the melodies are good, but like it sounds like a mess. Use some EQ, use some distortion, make these sounds individual. It's like, oh yeah, people do do that, don't they? Yeah. It is, it, is, it is mad to think like, because because when you start using the program like even ableton i don't know about your experience with ableton but like the day that i got ableton i can remember because i was sat there looking at the screen going i don't know how anyone has ever made a tune in this so i just went on a load of like these youtube tutorials of stuff like how you know just simple shit like like just watching somebody making like the start of a making a song video and then just watching what they do and then going like all right so i think that's what i've got to do pretty much how tutorial works yeah, 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 I know, but I mean, I think I think some people like might be a bit. I mean, obviously that's how a tutorial works. <laughs> some tutorials are really difficult to watch. Though. I mean, like I've been, I've been slowly trying to like branch out and learn um, some animation programs and some open yeah. source three D modeling programs. Which programs are you using? Um, for animation, I just downloaded Open Tunes, which was. Um, it seems to recreate the old style of like paper flicking Disney style animation. All oh, right. Um, only I had no idea how it works because I, I looked at a tutorial and it was very in depth, but the guy had a very monotone voice. Yeah. <laughs> and after a while, I'm just Out like, to them people. Come on. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to my tutorial on how to. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, heavy breathing to my. Yeah. <laughs> don't name any names though yeah yeah I, I was you know who i'm talking about yeah it's, it's just a problem sometimes i have the, the heart to sit through it and learn a few things i learned a bit of blender through very monotone monotone voiced but helpful people online yeah but um yeah youtube is uh it requires a bit of patience to learn yeah it does <laughs> through that right so talking to let's 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 spin it around to jay favors right since we last spoke, yeah. what's been on your radar musically? Have you listened to anything new? Because I myself have listened to new things and I've picked up new records. Yeah. What's been going on in uh, in Mine's the world been quite of Jave? Quiet Javis? Last, last week. Uh, I've, I've been more making, I've been looking to uh, put an EP together. Yeah. So I've been more focusing on my own sort of music and uh, like a, I feel been trying to do some i've been mixed down mode really yeah been, yeah, been yeah trying yeah. to get some stuff ready so i haven't really been listening to new stuff i've been putting on the uh old like chill, chill albums like I, yeah. I listen to a lot of the old lo-fi anime beats to chill <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I know i i i like the lo-fi anime beats um, <laughs> but i've been listening to a lot of erica Badu recently i've been yeah. listening to a lot of lauren hill i've been watching too many uh beat beat this and beat that and it's like what is it the fact magazine was it beat this uh, uh there's there's against the clock yeah, which against the clock, magazine. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um 
Because Tim and Barry TV have one, which is like I think that's Beat the Beat the Clock or yeah, something. Yeah, they all like. they got similar names. Yeah, and then there's Rhythm Roulette, which is sick as fuck. Trying to find my samples. I've been listening to a lot of uh, soundtracks of films recently. Like, uh, oh like, man, I just downloaded the. Um, I just bought the Revenant soundtrack, uh, uh, which is yeah. like I, I like how it, it's probably going to get tired in a couple of years, but I like the direction that a lot of movies have gone since Ex Machina, like having long swelling drones and yeah. some like light electronic touches underneath. I actually haven't seen the film, but that film Whiplash um, has a great soundtrack, which I did listen to. Is that about the drummer? Yeah, yeah but the soundtrack that. is just drones and then live jazz drums on the start over the top, and it sounds like a genre of music that probably deserves more merit yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's really cool. Start going on that. After we've done this, we'll just get you on the drum kit, and then I'll go... Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> could do that. So, what have you been listening to anyways, don't I? I got a new thing from uh, Prime Cuts. Oh, what are you? Which, uh, it's um, a, a Logos record, which is like called like Medicate or something like that. It's like a twelve-inch, two mm-hmm. tunes on it. Are you gonna blend it? Uh, I, I hopefully that's what I bought it for because I listened to the tune and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. This is one I was talking about last week and I was like, I can't remember what I bought. Yeah. Oh, actually, you actually. Uh, I actually, yeah, I remembered it. Yeah, I followed it up because I was like, it's not, it's a, it's a tune, but it was like three pounds or something like that. A really underrated record. I'm I'm probably gonna go prime cuts today. To be fair, because I was thinking um, of, I'm not going for uh, any like mixing music. I was gonna go and look for some soul and yeah. Hmm. I want to find some weird breaks. As Dig well. around in that effects section as well because yeah. they're fucking. It's a versatile section and it's all effects. My my mate got a Grand, Grand Prix uh, vinyl hmm. and like from like 1992, and some of the samples in it were ridiculous. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just like, that sounds great you could put like a make good use out of like a car rev and a yeah, sampler it was, yeah. yeah but it's like it's like f1 engines isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like proper like rumble is it like proper like good quality as well really good quality it's bbc bbc oh uh, yeah see that's that's why you should look in that section because it's all it's all like bbc sound libraries and stuff like that this is another good reason to sample video games and films when they're plugged in it's just all the auxiliary little sounds all the digestic information uh like car revs or gun bullets yeah. and ammo is dropping on the floor is really, really great. Of course, Burial now has the monopoly on ammo yeah. dropping on floor as drum beats, so none <laughs> of us can do that ever again. Well, you can, but you just got to do a Goldie and like disguise it so no one can tell what I you're was, doing. Oh, like. yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, if we're being a big, big gamer, what game would you recommend recommend to like we can talk ps2 like we've been playing at my house we, we're a big game game community at my house and we play a lot of like older ratchet and clank and ratchet and clank yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. it's got a nice like, a lot of jungle sort of breaks in there and stuff uh played being playing crash bandicoot because obviously yeah yeah and um Woo! yeah i miss the era of music uh at that time <laughs> having jungle breaks <laughs> like um not a lot of people know unless they're like big fighting game lads like I am, but mm. the um, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike soundtrack has some amazing hip-hop and jungle stuff on it. And if you can find like an HQ version of that, uh, which you can somewhere, um, it's it's a great listen. In terms of like PS2 uh, games, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a constant gamer. I've kept up with the modern trends and things I, I really like and think about games quite a lot. But um, I got a PlayStation 2 like at the end of its life uh, after years of having a Nintendo 64 Oh, and I a GameCube, yeah. uh, which are wonderful consoles. GameCubes are amazing. I had the Pikachu console. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had the <laughs> little fat bass in the corner with the button for his foot. Yeah. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had the old school. But um, there was a game I bought the PlayStation 2 for, which was uh, Shadows of the Colossus. Oh, yeah. Which they're remaking now. And it's it's just like, it just appeals to my, my sensibilities on a basic level. It's like, here's 
12 gigantic things you're a tiny man go and kill the big things <laughs> <laughs> and there's a story and it's artful and it's got a great soundtrack but as a game you can just kind of casually go on and just be like right i'm going to kill something big and then the game's going to make me feel bad about it but never mind that <laughs> it's a great game i've stopped playing games as much now because i've got busy yeah but then there's all there's always a time in me where I want to go back and play something just for, like to sit there and just play something cut like curtains closed and yeah play the uh, Skyrim was a good one for me when Skate I, Three is the one that I always want to play but I binned my PS3 oh, or I, I played loads of one and two and I've actually got around to three Skate Three is fucking Skate brilliant is man, man. I, I picked it up in first year you, I am dying for them to release Skate Four I need they ain't it. Do it and they 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 better had. They're going to get a very strongly worded letter from me. Are they? And they're going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's Zone Zone <laughs> Do you want to do the soundtrack? And I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, if you release it next week. I've got and one. And you pay me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've got one. <laughs> I've got a soundtrack for you guys. I should have, um, I should probably cut down on my video game playing. I always, always find the time for it. And, and like, in fact, every, every Sunday I go over to the lanes uh, with my lads, um, it's a group called Waste Man Weeklies where we do like Street Fighter mm-hmm. every Sunday and we try and like play really well and get like good at all the frame data and technical aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the first time I've ever gotten into sports. And I know people will contest the video games with sports, but when I was sitting E-sports. there at my friend's house watching the big competition with a brie in my hand and cheering at the TV screen, I was like, Oh, this is what my dad does when he watches football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, I mean, it's legitimate. It's just because it's not kind of, it's not reached the apex. Of, it's not reached popularity as much here as it has in places like Korea and stuff like that. What is that, yeah. like e-game? E- e-sports, yeah. It's like... There's, there's some things. Like, there's there's finally a, uh, a a British, like, professional player who's made it to the, the big leagues. Well, isn't there a guy who made PUBG and stuff like that? Isn't he the guy who was like he was originally just like super into the game? Oh yeah, yeah. Because like, I actually don't know much of the history of PUBG. I, just I think know that was playing I th- it. Yeah, I think that that was a guy who was like he just really loved. I can't remember what game it is because I'm not like personally I'm not like a big gamer, but that's just because of my my attention span for it. Yeah, I was just I play like an hour at the most, and then I'm like I'm just gonna make a tune again. That's exactly what I'm like now. Yeah, but I've literally always been like that. My mum didn't want me to have a games console until like my I had to play it at my dad's. And that was like every other weekend, so I never had the time to like get that oh, obsessed man. with the games. I remember my mum when I was coming up, and she would like say, "Oh, you're not playing that game anymore." And I'm like, no, my <laughs> mum was just like, "We're not having it in the house." And then when the PS2 died mm. and no one had one anymore, she was like, "Oh, I suppose you can get a PS2." And I was like, "This <laughs> 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 so like so we had worms and that and uh, some like I just used to borrow. I used to borrow loads of like skate games, you know, like Tony Hawk's. I was heavily involved in the Worms online community as a teenager. I love the idea of playing it on a gamepad is literal heresy to me. (laughs) What did you think about Worms 3D? Scum. (laughs) Terrible game. I'm the only guy who liked that game. Yeah, but you have to understand, I was I was like deep deep set nerd about Worms and playing. I I learned the gameplay mechanics of Worms 2 and Worms Armageddon. So when when this janky piece of shit Worms 3D came out, where the wind mechanics were useless (laughs) and everything was fucking impossible to hit, I was just Uh, mad as hell as a seventeen-year-old playing it. But um. I love that game. Back, but like now I'm older. There's, I have a certain love for that era of like 3D video games that are just like they shouldn't have been making them. <laughs> yeah, they were they were too early. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack as well was by Junior Senior, and they had a tune called "Shake Your Coconuts." <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Is that a euphemism for anything? Um, no, I don't believe it is. Is there anything? I can't think of anything. No, no, it has no, to no. refer to the fruit. Hmm. Yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> uh, it's a good game though. 
Ah, uh, yeah, I'd play, I'm going to buy it actually tonight and a PS2 <laughs> and a TV. There's been a couple of 3D worms <laughs> games since then. <laughs> imagine, imagine I just go home now and buy everything, like, fucking... Why not? I've got no money. <laughs> right, so... <laughs> Alright, so this this uh, is getting to a point where we've uh, reached uh, hour and 15, but uh, we'll put some uh, tunes after this, so if we were... We'll say goodbye to uh, every, all the listeners now, so... Uh... And uh, oh, quickly, before we do oh. that... Upcoming projects oh, for yeah. all of us. Oh, I mean, it depends because you've already talked about it and yeah, yeah, probably, you yeah. do it, you do it. Right, so well, I am excited to hear your upcoming projects, but uh, I, I didn't actually mention it at all. I'm I'm working on this this concept that might have been obvious if you follow me on Bandcamp, uh, where like every album is a drastically aesthetically different thing. I want to see how much I can keep that up because it it plays into my own desire to release a wide taste and stuff like yeah you seem like you've got a very wide taste and stuff yeah it stuff. makes it very difficult to book me i found <laughs> but like I, I i play all sorts of music i don't stick to one genre when i'm playing and i do play all my own stuff but i change it when i'm playing and right now i'm trying to release keep a release update out of, of various different stuff so like my last one was uh Hurtier goes to hell which was like all metal and doom uh 2016 influenced music and uh then before that was the pleasant lake silent hill thing we talked about and then mm. what i'm going to be releasing next is a two-track ep um that i'm going to put out in a couple of days called uh bowser slash eggman eggman being the the new boy name for robotnik um i also prefer robotnik but eggman as a baseline is a, is objectively the funnier name so well, you are the that. eggman i am the eggman <laughs> But um, yeah, so that's coming up next. Um, there are two baseline tunes based on the chord progressions from the boss themes of both uh, Super Mario World, Bowser theme, and uh, Robotnik's themes from Sonic 2, um, which was a fun little exercise, and they always go down really well live. Yeah. And then after that, fuck knows what I'm doing. I'm going to keep making more stuff. <laughs> more music. It's good to hear. More problems. Yeah, I always love them problems. Yes. <laughs> so. you've, you've got like the opposite prob- problem that I have, which is you kind of release quite a lot of stuff. And I just can't bring myself to release. Do you? Because you, you you're good at releasing like on your own, like kind of you know on Bandcamp and stuff like that. You say good. Um, it could always be better and sell more. But uh, and I, I hate I hate the promotional aspects of it. Like it it feels oh, like really? panhandling. I really don't like doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's like please sir, buy my album, please. It's just like... yeah, because that's <laughs> I think the thing because I I put a bunch of stuff on Bandcamp. I got really like annoyed with the fact that I wouldn't release anything in December, so I just went fuck it. Just gonna put a load of stuff on Bandcamp and then share it a bit. Mm. See if any. I got one of my friends, like JT, uh, like bless him, paid for one of my tunes, and I felt bad because I was like, I would have sent him it for free. <laughs> but it was good because he was like, I got one sale on Bandcamp, so I've, I'm like a pro musician now, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> but made it is, profit, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't put any money into. Oh shit, no, nah, I've not, I've not I made any profit. <laughs> I think there is a lot to say about. Um, I, I mean, first of all, don't spend money on Facebook boost posts because I did nah. that and it was a waste of time. I got seven link clicks and no purchases. But um, there is something to be said about like, I know what you mean about the anxiety of releasing stuff and, yeah. and like you, you don't know if things are going to be done. But I've been trying to like uh, discipline myself into just having an output and not get precious about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think there's a lot to be said, especially in this fucking stupid internet world where we have loads of information flying towards us at once. There's something about having a constant presence yeah re- over no. making sure everything you release is quality so. yeah 100 percent. because it's like if, if you post on something every day that's where it's like because that's what that's why all these daily vloggers are getting like a lot of exposure and they're getting big because mm. they're like they might not be the best content 
but they're making but it's sure like whatever comes out they're going to try their best and they're going to they'll usually say it in the video like it's not the best video but you know if you like and subscribe and they're just relentless with it and that's why it's like i i mean i i'm still not like releasing that often but that's yeah. like the plan for 2018 is to get releases like banked because i know i have some releases Look, i've got finding them labels yeah like i've i've come across labels where i say Oh yeah, I got. I'm gonna send them a few tunes and that. And I see their label, what they've started. And fair play to people who start labels and stuff. But then they've got like less followers than I have. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like. But I mean, that's like you, I, because I think the best way to look at it is not like follower based type shit. Because like there there are people out there who've taken tunes from me and not taken tunes from me, but they've asked for tunes and I've just been like, yeah, whatever. But they're like they're never like. They're never, like, huge. Like, the only interest I've got off of, like, a decent label is that one time where the guy from Noisia wanted to sign a tune, but no one else liked it in Noisia, so they didn't take it. And then the Scotch Bonnet people following me and stuff like that and liking that one tune. To be honest, like, there's an element to me, at least the way I'm working at now, where I'm sort of wondering what purposes labels serve. Yeah. Like, I, that's why I've been releasing stuff through Bandcamp, and I, I was also inspired by, like, my, my, my friend Cursor, who's, like, been self-releasing and made a living off Bandcamp for a long time, but, um, but also on top of that, like, no no front to, like, the labels who have, like, look after me, like, uh, I, I love what Broken Bubble did for me, I loved uh, Wonky Records, uh, I loved the Circuitry Records for releasing my stuff, but I do wonder what, why I should keep chasing after that, when... I never really saw much money from it. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't really getting a great deal of free promotion from it. The the few exceptions were, like Broken Bubble sorted me out on Spotify, yeah. which is a program I don't like and would never use, <laughs> but it's great for other people who do use it. That my yeah. stuff's on there because it it almost validates me as a musician in some people's eyes, weirdly. But, um, Are you on Spotify? I'm on Spotify, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just put it like link in bio types, can't you say, like, stream my music here. Yeah, but uh, I'd actually prefer if you just went and listened to it on Bandcamp, even streamed, um, because that's the best place for all of my music. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, like, um, I mean, there are labels that do good things. There are, there are labels that are great, like Slugwife, but... Um, yeah, Slugwife, they put out a thing yesterday, didn't they, which was like, what the fuck, Slugwife or something. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of guys, they're, they're going up for something big. Uh, good mates of mine as well, so it's really good to see them, like, do so well. But... Um, yeah, like I've just, I don't know, I just felt like there's something, at least with my music, it, it seemed better fit to stop starting to fit in with like other people's stuff yeah, and yeah. start like just just putting it out and making money from that and really doing that DOI aesthetic. And it's it's sort of grassroots and building it from the ground up. So I hope it works. Um, if you're listening and you want to help me live my life, go to my band camp. <laughs> yeah, buy his stuff. Buy his stuff. It's all good. It is. Yeah. It's at least varied, so if you don't like one thing, you can check around to find something you can like. But still buy it, <laughs> even if you don't like it. Yeah, definitely. Is, try and gather all the stuff you hate and test yourself every day listening yeah, to it. Yeah, it's like a brain training thing, isn't it? But I mean, like, you, because people like you who do put on put stuff on Bandcamp, that's like, I think it's like a, it's like a domino effect, because that's why I put stuff on Bandcamp. Mm. I know there's a guy called Adjusted Speech as well who does it. He's like 17, and he does all this music. Like oh, he, them ones. He had, no, but the thing is, he, he started making all this like, like RT drone music yeah. and noise music and stuff like that, and he had plastician messaging him saying like, can you tell me how to make? <laughs> 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 well, that's and awesome. He's, and he's just, I think he's from like Rhode Island or something in America, and he's just like, 
He's just like doing bit. He's doing bits. Doing them bits. He's doing bits. Like, but he puts all his stuff on like Bandcamp and that. And he's just like he's one of them people you just see. He's like online hustling with that. Like he's he probably makes money from it. I don't know if he does. You can make a living from it. It's it's not it's not terrible pay. I mean, it's it's not enough to keep me on its own. But like, even at my level, it's still enough to like cover the bills and get a bit of money. Uh, get a bit of food in. All food at the end of the day. Isn't it, it is all food. And you got to eat. Bandcamp is the way, though. I, I do like to see more and more middlemen being cut out of the whole equation. Yeah, well, I mean, I think <laughs> I think the label thing, the annoying thing about labels is it's only really worth it if they're like a huge label who are going to put that marketing in. But even oh yeah, if, if Bowser contacted me for music, I would I would yeah, do but, that. But but, but, the, but the thing is, if you look on their SoundCloud or their releases, a lot of it's dog shit, right? Monster Cat for mm. for like one. They they content mate. It's not. It's content. Yeah, no, it might it might be content, but it's like you see, like, uh, do you know the rapper called? He's got glasses. He's a battle rapper, but he didn't do battle rap anymore. Fuck me, what's his name now? He's like a bit of a nerdy guy. There's a lot of them. One. But he did a tune with um, some of the like grime people. But he's like, oh fuck, what is his name? This is gonna annoy me so much. (laughs) But he he had a thing which was released on like excel records or something it was like some record company that was big and it got a lot of exposure it got a lot of views on youtube and all because it because the content itself because with music i think it's it's different so if you have like a rapper he's like you know he's like a wordplay guy yeah. and he can't make good tunes but he can spit it's like if it comes out it's a bit of a it fell flat because then he disappeared for two years because it wasn't successful it didn't really sell much it got a lot of streams because it was ex- like the exposure was big but it was kind of like yeah. Elro, Elro. That's it. Fucking Elro. Too I'd, young now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know who he is. But I have no idea who I he don't is. Know, no. You're, not, you're not a big battle rap guy. It's just like a, it's like a world. I'm just. I like it, but I'm just totally unfamiliar with it. Yeah. So if you check out Elro, he does a tune that's like uh, it was on like a proper label and that, oh. and he just like he just fell flat for like he's, he's back now, and obviously he's like not he's not looking for signing it's kind of like you know how people are like oh chipmunk he got signed and that but he actually sold a lot even like wiley because wiley's pop stuff people don't really rate it as much as his grime stuff today hey there's some there's some bangers make some money though wearing my wearing my rolex honestly if i could write like really cheesy stuff and make bank from it i would let's do it <laughs> All three of us. I have I have genuinely <laughs> tried it's just it's, it's really hard to maintain the enthusiasm it will be I the hope. commercial noisier Commercial noise. No, we don't use their name. We just like take the three person. We call ourselves Vision. Like Vision, yeah. Yeah, it's noisy upside down, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And then then don't sign to Vision Records. No. Use the same logo though. You don't sign to Vision, you sign to Hearing Records. Hearing Records. (laughs) Right, so um, we'll end it in a couple of minutes. So, where um, you said you were on Bandcamp. uh, Yeah. You obviously people like you on facebook what you what you got social media you got uh yeah i'm also on twitter but i i use that to post like a lot of bullshit with my own sense of humor so it's fucking hilarious though <laughs> he's, he's one of the best people i follow on twitter hey thanks like, honestly. Um, i'm glad to hear it but like i also like i always privately imagine that people are just like well i really liked his music but he needs to shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then there's the other people who are just like, well, he's really funny, but why does he keep posting this music? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I'm a big fan of his comedy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Start doing stand-up. Um, yeah, I've always dreamt of it, but there's a, there's a preparation angle I've never quite yeah. sat with. <laughs> Standing in front of like 100 people, like 
saying about your personal life because that's what normally a stand-up guy does isn't mm. it? yeah just do a yeah. kevin hart and cheat on your girlfriend and then you got loads of material see my temptation <laughs> would be to lie massively about my life but then i'd also get that anxiety that people in the front row would just be like wow he, he really does sound awful it'd be like a, <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be like a Stuart lee type thing where you just you'd, you'd just be like dry-faced saying all this bullshit that you don't necessarily believe oh yeah and the cult the crowd would just be there like who is this guy and they occasionally <laughs> like the odd person will be like Look, this guy's hilarious yeah that's kind of my favorite style of comedy it's just um the main reason i've never really explored that angle besides focusing on music and video games um is because there's this, this bridge of like, what if people just don't get it? Yeah. And yeah. to like stony face humor, but also have anxiety issues is not like a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where are they going to find you, mate? Oh, uh, well, you, you know, it's. Uh, Your boy Zona. Your boy Zona, yeah, yeah. You still got to send me some dubs. I didn't get any from last week's, but Zona. Zona, Zona music. Zona, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push this until like, until I get one dub. I'm gonna say Zona <laughs> music at gmail dot com, and uh, Zona music on SoundCloud to inbox me. You know, check them out. Yeah, check me out, man. Buy my music as well. Zona music at bandcom dot com. And 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 also Zona dot co dot uk website. He's on the website. Yeah, gang. Oh, nice! I have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got a hurt deer that code at UK, but it's um, it's uh, it's under construction with the the nineties gifs still on there. Love of, it. Of, uh, Is there any sort badly of animated guy effects? digging? Oh, what was that? I was just waiting. I thought like, <laughs> I was just imagining some like really glittery gifs, like SpongeBob glue. Like, do you ever go? <laughs> do you ever go on like Pixo dot com and that? Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> them ones. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I was trying to make a serious website, but I'm under mines now because I can't focus for too long to just make the most obnoxious bullshit website I can and try <laughs> and keep it with the whole hurt dear aesthetic, <laughs> um, which I can't decide ever if it's serious or a joke. So um, that's, that, that's your problem, listeners. Is that hurtdear.co.uk then? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing there yet, but I'm going to rejig it. Where can we find you, Jay Faves? Jay Faves. Apart you, from on road. You, yeah, on road. <laughs> um, you can catch me at my, on my... Uh, Jay Favors page on um, Facebook, but then got to big up the Seller Tapes gang. Oh, yeah, 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 we got. A, uh, if you want to message me, uh, go info at Seller Tapes and it's C E L L A R T E A P E S. Yeah, P E S. But there's a dot in the middle of the. E. There was a dot before the E S. <laughs> yeah, right. that was uh, an inferred dot. Yes. This sounds like something for the information section. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> imagine you were going to like a Spanish website. So it's like sell a tap. Yeah, yes. it's like, yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. Ah yes. Yeah, it's strange, but I quite like it. It looks mm. cool because it's almost like the full word. Yeah. But with a dot there. Yeah. Or you can just catch what? me on Facebook at uh, Seller Tapes uh, Bristol Recording Studio because uh, that's where I'll be looking at most of the times game. Where's my reach? Yeah, where's my <laughs> reach? It's a, nice it's a nice little studio. I've only been here for this podcast, but I can uh, I can say it's a cool place. One of the better ones Thanks I've seen in Bristol. Club. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. And if you want to book out the studio, obviously. Holler at your boy. Holler at your boy. Yeah, he's out here. <laughs> yes. The favours. I'll, I'll sort you out with them recording favours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, we'll catch you in a bit. Yeah. With myself, Jay Favours. Myself, Zane. And myself, Hurt there. Thanks so much for having me on board, guys. It's been a lot you of fun. You couldn't even say your own name there. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe, everyone. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. <laughs>